Dave, stop it. Don't turn on that werewolf now. <laughs> no one can see it. Uh, I know. I wouldn't do that during the podcast. It makes my voice all different. It does. Um, then my snout would hit the microphone. How? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, just then it gets wet. Talking about snouts. Mm-hmm. Segue into the podcast we should be talking about. That is quite the segue. Just zooming on in. Ah, I fell <laughs> over into this episode of Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs, a Fraser podcast brought to you by two hosts. <laughs> one is which is me, Diana. One of which is me, Dave. This is going to be the opening of this okay. one. Okay. I, I didn't realize until like this moment that this is what was happening. Well, you better start talking about the app. Well, the episode is episode 721, The Three Faces of Fraser. What are the three faces? Well, we should probably get into the episode and we'll find... There are three. There are definitely three. Well, I'm, yeah, I'd like to hear what happened and watch this one. <laughs> I mean, it's also a play on um, The Three Faces of Eve, mm-hmm. which is a movie from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, about about a woman with um, split personality disorder. Is that different than the dissociative? I don't know what they call it now. In the movie, they called it that. I don't. I'm not sure if what the like proper term is. Multiple personalities. Multiple personalities. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's like dissociative personality disorder. Probably. If I mean, I'll, I'll, I have no idea. So if you're saying that, I believe you. I do. I have. I know nothing about it. I mean, I know nothing. I think that's very hard for people to believe. It's extremely rare beyond like what people like talk like, like what people act in pop culture, like it's a super common thing, but it's actually like extremely rare. Well, I think amnesia is also rare. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely not a thing that you can then cure by bumping a guy in the head. it's probably more likely to something that you might, you probably, you could meet somebody that had amnesia. I'm sure it's more common than the like. A it, lot of mental illnesses, like we always talk about people being narcissistic, but there's a difference between like being having like narcissistic tendencies and mm -hmm. then being having narcissistic personality disorder uh -huh. or like being bipolar and actually mm -hmm. being like having diagnosed bipolar disorder. Right, right. Like people always talk about like, oh, I'm so OCD because I want to, I want my, th this thing to be clean. And I was like, nah, you're just neat. Like... OCD is a very different thing than what most people who say who say it actually mean. I know. And yeah. like it can be totally it's not always like that TV show monk or something. There's right. not always some visual cues that are happening. It can be entirely mental things mm -hmm. that are happening to someone and yeah. you might not have any idea. Mm -hmm. That also has nothing to do with this episode. It's nope. just just what the movie is that movie is that it's referencing. Well, that's fine. <laughs> we go off on tangents all the time. Balloons. Balloons. Not a tangent. It's in the opening. Mm hmm How long? Twenty one fifty nine, like the usual. Mm hmm I forget. Is fifty nine the one that you like or the one that you don't like? I like. Fifty eight I don't like. Okay. I wasn't sure. Even though as far as numbers are concerned, I prefer fifty eight to fifty nine. So why do you prefer that it be 21 minutes and 59 seconds? Because that's the longer length, and I prefer things to be longer. <laughs> I see. I see. Uh, I don't like the number five, really. Five. The five, 50. <laughs> I don't like any of the 50s. Uh-huh. Interesting. 
So the writer on this episode is John Sherman, who so far has written two prior episodes. He wrote Wine Club, where Niles becomes the... Um, <gasps> you going to sing the song? I the don't... The Porkmaster song? I know what you're talking about. I don't remember how it goes. But, uh, but he also wrote The Fight Before Christmas. A couple of very Mel-centric episodes, which is interesting because Mel isn't in this episode, really. and is barely mentioned. But yeah, the, that's what he's written so far in this. He goes on to write, I think, about 15, but he, this is his third. And it starts in Fraser's apartment. Everybody's all dressed up. Yep, everyone's dressed up. Daphne looks not dressed up. She yeah. looks how she normally looks. Yeah, I. that was the thing. I was like, it made me wonder. I wasn't sure if she was coming to this surprise lunch thing that Fraser was doing because Martin, they were talking about how dressed up Martin was and Daphne just seemed to be wearing a thing that she would wear like she it's not like she doesn't look good but she just looks like she looks you know that's because martin has a tendency to not yeah he gets dressed up i guess yeah like he had like basically he he's either got like flannels on or he's in a suit and so i think that's the thing like daphne looking a little nicer than usual is Looks nice enough to go to a, to a rest, uh, restaurant well, it's for like lunch. like when Roz shows up later, she looks kind of dressed up, but also like normal Roz as right. well. Right, exactly. So, Fraser's home. I put that he's looking good in his suit. There's something about the cut of the suit that I uh-huh. thought was very good. So, better than his hand-stitched suit from last week? Oh, yeah, 100%. That's interesting. So, we're learning about how um, they're going to go to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. We hear about Fraser's cholesterol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, which, man, he's put, really putting the work in, doing everything, and it's really not showing. Not at all. Not doing. I nothing. mean, how long does that take to go down? I would imagine a long time. <sighs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, we don't know how long it's been since he was told he had to do something. about. I don't know anything about high cholesterol. I don't either. Uh, yeah, it's my, my cholesterol is real good. Every time I go and get it checked out, they're like... You don't have any. You don't have any cholesterol? No. Oh, good. Good. Excellent. That's definitely a good... They never talk to me about it. They never bring it up. Mm-hmm. Like... I don't know. My last physical, they definitely checked it, and they were like, yeah, no, it's it's better than average. Like... Do you think it's because you you eat mostly vegetarian? I don't know why. I don't know why it is. I don't know what gives you high cholesterol. Um, Fat, fatty, fatty things? It's fatty one of those foods? things where... Every, every like, 10 years or so, they seem to say, like, we've figured out the thing that, the things that cause you to get cholesterol. Like trans fats, egg, yeah. eggs. Yeah, but that's the thing. Then they'll say, no, actually, this thing helps reduce your cholesterol, and the, uh, the other thing that's the opposite is the It's kind of like bodies are really complex, and yeah. maybe they don't know what they're talking about all the time because just they're still sciencing it out. Mm-hmm. And science is just getting better and better. Yep. The one thing I, th- I thought was kind of funny when he's talking about what he's doing to like reduce his cholesterol is race walking every Tuesday. I feel like doing one like one type of exercise once a week is not going to have a significant effect on your cholesterol. That other thing, the handball, the like squash. Squash. Well, yeah, that's the weird thing. Is like that. I don't know why. 
that we isn't being mentioned. Yeah, we haven't. That's true. Maybe maybe Niles is too busy because of Mel. Remember, we did hear he doesn't see Mel. He see Niles as often because of Mel. That's true. So maybe he hasn't been playing squash. But there's other people at the club that he plays with. So I don't know. But either way, Martin's like, "Yep, that that's being old. You're an old now." Well, welcome to the club with me, the same age person where we're just <laughs> both old men. Yeah, he does keep. That's the thing I find weird is he keeps mentioning. This as if he and Frazier are are both equally they have to be like old. Twenty to thirty years apart. If anything, they're both definitely completely different generations. So like they can't possibly be the same. Like I get his point is like he's just sort of trying to identify with the fact that like yeah, there's a moment where you're an old now. I'm and- just standing and hurt my neck. <laughs> I'm just standing. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's one of the wonderful things about like once you hit your thirties is every once in a while. For no reason, you've just got a new pain forever. Well, okay, this is the thing is, when you're in your 20s and invincible, (laughs) I don't think you understand how quickly it just starts falling apart because (laughs) you're mentally, you're fine. Uh You might forget stuff, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it's even more than normal. It's just because Mm -hmm. your life might get busier in your 30s. Right. But also... You know, just suddenly, you know, you're, exor- you're exercising. You might be exercising the same, but then it just takes your body longer to recover from exercising. Right. You're just standing and your neck hurts. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I almost, com- like, I basically made it so uh, so I couldn't move my neck at all because I had the audacity to look down a little bit. And then... Wow, it's really offended your whole body. How it- dare you look down? I know. I looked down about 17 degrees and when i had tilted my head back up it was just like this is where your head is now forever you you your neck good is on the ground (laughs) should never look down there (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's true it's true it's a mistake once you hit a certain age never look down ever i don't even think we're at the age of like where though everyone always says it's just like oh yeah you turned 38 just gain 10 pounds like on your birthday you wake up and you're just like 10 mm-hmm. pounds mm-hmm. they just glued on that suit from the santa claus just like <laughs> like i mean i don't mean like the santa suit i mean like the fat suit that tim allen is wearing in it just like oh i got that now that's a thing now i like that a fat suit could possibly only just add 10 pounds to you i mean you got to transition because I think that's the thing in that movie. It shows him like sort of slowly transitioning into into a bigger Santa figure. Right, right. right. So that's you what I'm think saying. I, I would like, remember that movie as I saw it as on my first date ever. I've I only saw it once. So same. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I, I don't have a real strong memory of it. I think I saw that movie. What is it? Like Jingle All the Way more times. Wow. I've actually never seen Jingle all the way. Well, yeah, you were... I, when I was in my fever days or whatever, <laughs> mm-hmm. at your mom's house, that movie was on. I was watching it, and I was on the couch, mm. and you were not there. Yeah, because I, I think I had these even stronger fever, and I was passed out in her bedroom. No. You were out of the house. Was it after mine that my fever had broken? I don't know. Oh, no, we you were- broke... You broke your fever. We, there was a, it was a Christmas break that we went up to visit my mom, and I, like, we were both really sick. I think we got sick on the bus ride down. I was sick on the bus ride there because I remember I basically, all I could do, I was just, it was a s- terrible snowstorm, and I was boiling hot from my fever, and 
we were driving incredibly slowly and I found myself just counting seconds between the mile markers to try and figure out how fast we were going and how long it was going to take to finally get up there. And that because that's all I could do. I couldn't do anything else. I couldn't sleep, but I also couldn't like focus on anything else. So all I could do is like count seconds to try and figure out how much time it was taking. Then I tried to make that chili and like, I just burned everybody's tongues off basically with like spices because I couldn't taste it to like, so I didn't realize how spicy I was making it when I was trying to make it. I don't remember that. I remember you making the chili. I don't remember it being hot. Probably because you were also sick. I don't know. Oh, that was also the Christmas where we just pretty much drank Kool-Aid and ate tons of cupcakes. Yes. That was a good Christmas. (laughs) Except for the sick parts. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, I remember that even though it was a matter of maybe only two or three days, mm-hmm. I remember, I'm, it's, I think of it in like different parts. Mm-hmm. The parts where we were very sick and the parts where we weren't. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so now we're at the doorbell time. We are at the doorbell time, yes. And Roz is there. Mm-hmm. Turns out show isn't doing so great. Oh, also- oh, uh, oh wait, wait, wait. They're... There was also another. Why? Oh yeah, yeah. No, we didn't. We need to talk about. Fraser is cool with his cholesterol. He's like, yeah. He's like, you know what? I'm trying my best. It's not. It's fine. Yeah. Then he hear. Then we hear about Rachel, his love life. Yeah. With he's... Rachel, random Rachel. Yeah. And then he gets the call. Or does that happen? That, that happens a little later. So yeah, he, oh, okay. he's saying why like, things are doing good is because. So, we. To say the reason he's okay oh, with he's his cholesterol, the show is thriving. Right, but the first thing he says to about why he's okay with his bad cholesterol is, "I'm in good health." No, which like literally the the whole reason thing you're responding to is that a, a part of your relatively health. maybe. Yeah, but it's like you're trying to solve a thing that is meant to say that like you're not in great health, and and he's like, "Well, I'm in good health." Uh, I've got that promising relationship with Rachel, and the show's doing well, and then immediately find out the show isn't doing well. Yeah, Roz is like, so this is indicative, okay, so we know Roz can hear this yeah. outside, because she goes, did you say thriving or diving? Uh-huh, because, yeah, things aren't doing good. Uh, so, yeah, Fraser doesn't care, mm-hmm. that's fine, it's yeah. totally fine. It's totally fine. The thing is, when he mentions his relationship with Rachel, I saw something. So, like, I was trying to figure out if there was anything related that we should know about this. The interesting thing is that Dinah from last week, mm-hmm. weirdly enough, the actress name, actress's name is Rachel. Mm. Which made me think, like, is that a mistake? Or is it just they decided to, in the week between when he went on a date with somebody that he actually liked and the week when this episode came out... They just like decided he was in a he's in a promising relationship. But it could have been a it could have been a mistake. It could yeah. have been. I don't know. I, like honestly, it could have been either. Really, like. But then we get the phone call from mm-hmm. Rachel. Yeah. Very understanding. Fraser is very understanding. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Rachel got married in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That doesn't sound like it was very promising at all. Like, <laughs> how many dates you had to go on for something to be promising? I mean, I feel like you don't actually have to be go on that many dates know, for something many... to be promising promising is just no, like i think like 10 dates and then maybe it's promising <laughs> the thing is i feel like if you you could go on a couple of dates and and be like okay there is something never there's a person again. potential here 
No. I see. Uh, <laughs> yes, I think you can be like, you know what? There are things I enjoyed. I enjoy the conversation I have with this person. We have some things in common. We seem to have similar ideas in terms of relationships and things. There is some promise here. I'm not mean... just so many just first dates where people mm-hmm. would be like, I'll call you. Well, sure. I think when he must have gone, he must have gone on enough to feel like they're going to continue to see each other for a little while. Can't trust people. They'll just get married in <laughs> well, Vegas. I was gonna say they'll just go get married in Vegas. It'll happen. Can't trust anyone. <laughs> nope. Trust, trust no us. one. Especially if you're dating MC Hammer. Can't trust this. That's not how that song goes. It is. It's exactly how it goes. I know the words. So this is sort of a weird thing like this seemed like kind of a weird moment to me and i don't know how you felt about it where roz is like oh well if you don't have the, if you're, you're not seeing rachel then you don't have a date to daphne's wedding and you we can go together and Fraser's like very adamantly like i will have a date i'm going to have a date for this wedding like i why is that weird i, I think well, i just think it's weird how fiercely he wants to say like he's going to have a date for this wedding like why does he's that... trying to be hopeful. I mean, if he's hopeful about just that he's going to be dating someone, okay. But the thing is, like, if somebody that I was really close with was getting married in, like, two weeks, and, like, I'm, and I was single, I wouldn't be, like, desperately trying to find someone to come They're with me. they getting married in two weeks? It's, like, a couple of weeks away. It's very close. Yeah, he says this a little later. Like, it's very close. And, well, I know that they bring up, like, Donnie's writing the vows. Yeah. But, like, they specifically will say, like, somewhere later on, they say how long it is. But, like, I'm not going to be trying to go on a date, like, find somebody in the next couple of weeks to bring to that wedding. Okay, question. Uh-huh. How long do you get to be dating somebody to bring them to a wedding? Not marry them. <laughs> well, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, no, and not bring them to your wedding as your person. You're going to surprise. <laughs> We're just getting married now. <laughs> right. I don't think it necessarily has to be that long. But what I'm saying is, oh, I'm not going to. You cannot. You cannot. I like. I think at least three months. I'm saying. I'm saying. That's kind of what I meant. It's like not two three weeks. To six months. And definitely not. You've got two weeks to find someone. Like that's yeah. just like. I'm just like, just go to the way. Like, what are, you, what are you trying to do? Bringing... I think the only person that would make sense for him to bring as a date would be someone, like, from the past that he's dated. Yeah. But, like, anybody from the past that he's dated, he doesn't have a thing with, so it doesn't even, like... I don't know. We, he, he, he used to hang out at Cheers. He could bring out the black book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I he, we do know he I has thought... one, but... I thought that was a thing. Having a little black book? Yeah, I thought that's what would happen when I grew up and started dating. The problem is you grew up and started dating in an age where people like were starting to keep all their contacts in their phone and like on their computer and stuff. You didn't need a little black book by the time we were old enough to be people who would have a little black book. Yeah. Yeah, you just keep it on the dark web. <laughs> the little dark web. The little dark web. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Which also sounds like a goth boutique. Uh, or a goth little golden book. <gasps> so cute. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they're finally going to lunch, which yeah. is their whole reason for this meeting. Is right. That there's the surprise lunch yeah. that they're going at and that Niles is going to meet them there. Yeah. 
I mean, the lunch isn't a surprise. What The reason for the lunch is the surprise. Nobody knows, except Fraser, what the point of this lunch is. Okay. He often topples over while tying his shoes. <laughs> We're at the restaurant, which you find out is like Stefano's. Stefano's. And Martin's like, Niles is not going to show up. 30 years ago. He What was he doing? Like playing around or something? He was like running around and he ran into the dessert tray, basically. And Stefano yelled at him. Yeah. And then he got so embarrassed, essentially, mm-hmm. or flustered yeah. that he threw up on Stefano's shoes. Yeah. And then he got, I'm guessing, and, yelled at more. Well, no, then he ran away and hid behind the car. And he hasn't been back to this restaurant since. It's been 30 years. And he hasn't gone into this place. So then we meet Stefano, who's mm-hmm. doing, like, all the yeah. introductions. Rob, Rob Loja sh- is the actor. Rob okay. Loja. Well, he's, he's a very... He's an actor who's been in a ton of stuff. He's got—he's the boss from Big, is the thing that you would know him from. Oh, thanks. Yeah, he did look familiar. Yeah, I'm just saying, like that's a thing—that's a thing I know you know well enough that I can say you're gonna know who that is. And so he just hires a random stranger to just start making toys. <laughs> right. Exactly. I like that he knows Roz, which I—I yeah. I assume that Roz just comes here a lot on dates. Yeah, I would think so too. But I, yeah, I do really. But he like also this. has that thing where he's like suggesting the waiter, the new waiter. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So he really knows Ross. Yeah, exactly. I, I really loved that sequence because he like basically they figured out like they've planned out a menu, special menu things for everybody. You know, he's got the the for for Fraser they have the porcini fresh from Napoli, and for Ross, Giorgio. Fresh from Sicily, and just brings this waiter over, and it's just like we, we like he's like handpicked Giorgio from Sicily. Kind of messed up to me. It's a little messed up, but I, I the thing is, if if Giorgio's into it and Roz is into it, like cool. Well, I feel like this is Roz more of a setup, right? It's more of a setup than a like. It's not like he bought him, you know. He's just a sort of like. I know. I still think it's creepy. <laughs> I know, but hey, especially if he doesn't know English very well. Hey, if that's what they're all looking for, they're all just like, look, we don't we don't need to talk much. This isn't a sex positivity thing. It's just a creepiness thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. Okay, so this is when we hear from Niles and he cancels. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Gives a terrible excuse. Nobody he, believes. Yeah, and Fraser's kind of mad about that. Yeah. But since he's not showing up, we find out the real reason, which is he's going to be up on the wall. He's going to be one of these illustrations on the wall. Yeah, because his caricature is all over the wall. None yeah. of these caricatures look like Fraser's caricature, though. Like, drawn in a totally <laughs> different style. There are a bunch. Of, there are several different styles in this. By the way, one thing that I found kind of amusing, a little side thing, is because Frazier and Niles are going to dinner tonight, the place where they're going to dinner is called Kelka Shows, which I feel like the the writers were like, we're going to meet at something. We're going to, we'll put in a thing later, but just put, meet at something. And the, the Kelka Shows is French for something. Oh. So I feel like it was just sort of a play on like... Like them just like we'll come up with a name later. Well, and they that's were like, okay. We didn't talk about why that's relevant. Why yeah. this restaurant? Because Niles is canceling on lunch, and then they're gonna meet for dinner later. And like yeah. Fraser's like, "Hey, I'm gonna give you like 
I'm going to give you a talking to. Yeah, well, he tells everyone else he's going to do that. Like, he's, like, mad at him and he's going to say something to him. But this one, when we find out it's Alice's birthday, or or at least her birthday party, which, wasn't it just Alice's birthday not too long ago? No, so, okay, I thought that, and then I looked into it. The thing is, they've actually been pretty consistent about when Alice's birthday is. Because if you remember, Alice was born on the season finale of season five. Then, or near the season finale of season five. Then near the season finale of season six they had a birthday party for alice that fraser didn't go to mm-hmm. but Roz was like dressed as a bear or something mm-hmm. but and i commented that like i like that they're keeping it consistent they're bad with the consistency on some of the other birthdays but alice's is always close to the the season finale now we're a couple of episodes away from the season finale it's happening again but there was a few episodes ago fraser was talking about this like fake therapy therapist conference that he went to that he uses as an excuse to not go to things and then Roz mentions that he did that he sent that for alice's last birthday and i remember being like last birthday she's only had one so that was where the confusing thing was she talked about alice's birthday recently but it wasn't necessarily that that was that is very weird yeah okay so we find out also that there was going to be a balloon animal guy that yeah who canceled yeah much like niles so it makes mm-hmm. me wonder if it's the same person <laughs> that niles is doing the balloon animals mm-hmm. i mean that makes sense i believe that the thing is Roz is like fraser i was hoping you'd come to this party i need your help because my balloon animal guy canceled what is fraser going to do th- now that the to take the place of the balloon animal guy fortune teller <laughs> okay i'll believe it i'll believe it because you know, if there's, you you keep the uh, you also, keep your fortune telling in the forehead, and that's how that's it's where that's the part part of your foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. But I love that this whole idea basically gives Ross the idea to hire somebody to like sketch yeah portraits okay. for tonight's party. I mean, I'm sure you could find somebody to do it. I guess, but it's like it's already lunch. They're already like going out to lunch. They've got she's got a very short amount of time to find the guy that's going to come do caricatures at her party. Now you're going to say karaoke for some reason. Well, she already has a karaoke DJ. Right, right. He was already planned, but you got to have that and the balloon guy. So if there's anything kids love, it's karaoke. Yeah. I never would have wanted to do karaoke when I was a kid. There was this little boy when I was in elementary school that would walk up and down the hallway just singing songs from Little Mermaid. Uh huh. Just like he had the little mic and it was like the little Fisher Price thing and he's just uh-huh. singing it like uh-huh. up and down the hall. And I'm like, this kid. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. This kid's good. <laughs> I mean, then again, I mean, I was just at Disney World for a work conference and while I was there, there was, I was at a restaurant that was doing karaoke and there were a bunch of like, little kids doing karaoke with like their grandma what songs are they singing they're singing a reba mcintyre song at one point i know it was a bunch of country songs there was there were i wouldn't want to sing i want to i would have sang like that bell bib devoe song poison (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah some some janet jackson maybe paul abdul (laughs) Mm -hmm. well we did grow up in a very different time than these little girls the thing is, like, the, yeah, these girls were, like, singing Reba McIntyre with their grandma, and then the only other people doing the karaoke were all just going real hard on Elton John. They were just singing so much Elton John, but, like, like really giving it their all. Well, that's the only way to do karaoke is to give it your all. I'm saying in a way that made it, like, mm, 
this is not how you should be singing the, this particular Elton John song. karaoke doesn't matter because that's not what's happening. I'm what's happening is an unveiling of a portrait yeah. of Frasier and his giant forehead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gigantic. They're just like a big old bulging S-curve of a face. <laughs> I also love that he prepared a speech. Yeah. He, and he tries to be humble about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, if you insist, I guess I got I'll... this speech right here prepared. <laughs> yeah, which he's only got one index card, but he's got a lot to say. He must have written this real small, or like some good like shorthand that or bullet says notes. Something about you when you have small handwriting. What? What is that? That one, you have small handwriting. Mm-hmm. But it says something about your personality. Does it? Yeah, you know, it's like if you cross your T's certain ways. Uh huh. But I, the thing is that you can purposely change your handwriting. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't know how you true a lot of that is. You can practice your handwriting mm-hmm. so it's not... I mean, as far as, like, I think it's really cool, like, forensics, like, handwriting, like, analysis to mm-hmm. see if, like, something was written, who it was written by. Mm-hmm. And I think there is, like, ways that people write. Right. And that people have a voice. So, like, even if they type it out... Mm-hmm. They can see other correspondence and then and notice that the voice sounds similar. Yeah, yeah. But there, yeah, I don't know about handwriting stuff. It just seems kind of cool. Yeah, the one thing I find really interesting about that kind of stuff is like how you can tell forgeries because of the fact that like where, like you might purposefully, uh, purposefully, you might perfectly imitate the lines of the like the way a person would write something so that as an amateur you would look and say like no that's that that looks exactly right but the places where they where a person actually puts the pen down like the depression that they the impression that they make in actual paper will be in different places because of the fact that they'll be imitating it so they'll be trying to like more carefully and slowly write in the style but without actually using the casual way that the person really signing their name or whatever would really do it yeah like if you've ever had to sign someone else's name mm-hmm. before yeah like uh like if you know like you're picking up a pizza or something someone's like here here's my card you know like and you end up sign someone else's name right which is probably unlikely like most Play, most times you're not going to be doing something like that. Right. You definitely like are slower, or slower to write because you're writing somebody else's name. Uh huh. Yeah, it's like I've definitely done that and been just like, well, I guess I'll just. I'm not going to even try to pretend. I'm just going to write their name. Like I'm going to like in cursive or whatever. And then I see their signature later, and it's like a blurry version of their first initial, and then just a scribble of lines. And I'm like, oh, that's. They're not even attempting at words there. That's just a, a, a specific type of scribble that isn't even close to what I wrote down. Oh, but. yeah, yeah. Well, it's like I know how to sign my mom's signature because I've had to sign it before. Mm-hmm. And I sort of, I mean, probably wouldn't look like I was like, kind of like hold up in yeah. like court where, the, yeah. you know, I'm being sued by my own mother for like forging her signature, uh-huh. even though that's not going to happen because I was asked to do so. Right. But it, you know, it's just like weird. Have you ever forged your mom's signature when you weren't asked to do so? No. I have exactly once. In the Cub Scout handbook to prove that I had done a certain badge. The thing is, I had done it, but my mom was busy, so I didn't get to get her to sign it before my meeting, and I wanted my badge, so I just signed it. 
I forged her signature. Did so you I tell could... your mom? Way later. Was she mad? <laughs> she was more just surprised. I just think it's hilarious that I forged a signature to get a badge in Cub Scouts. I don't think it's very honorable. No, it's super not. Was it what? Because aren't they called honor badges? Uh, no, they're merit badges. Wow. But still, like, what badge was it for? Do you remember? I don't remember. I don't. It, but it was just like, was it for ghosting? Is it for? Yeah, I got I got a merit badge for ghosting. Uh, I was really good at that as a kid. Yeah. Really good at it. Uh, <laughs> it's not even a term until like the last like five, like three years. Right. Exactly. Somehow you're really good at. It as a I know. Kid. I was I was ahead of the curve. That's how I was so good at it. It's surprising they had a merit badge for it. Honestly. Anyway. So, giant forehead. Fraser's got himself a giant forehead drawing. <laughs> and now we're in Diana's, like, favorite place to have a third scene. The elevator. elevator. So, oh, Fraser's, like, so upset mm-hmm. about the forehead. Yeah. Then they're in the hallway with mm-hmm. Niles is writing a note to sort of apologize for his flimsy excuse. Yeah. And then there's the package. Yeah. That's for Daphne. Which mm-hmm. says, you know, Mrs. Donnie Douglas on it, which... <laughs> right, yeah. It is... I always, I do find... I've always found that kind of weird. Like... Or you write, like, Mr. and Mrs. to the husband's name. Yeah. Like, even if you take your husband's name, right? Or, right. you know, your spouse's name, you still have a first name. <laughs> right. You're still... The, like, you're not th- that I think person. this is an old custom this is an yeah. old thing that yeah. is, is not happening really as much anymore but i think still happens i think like you can still get bills in this yeah way. It, it can but yeah so this is when because like she's having this moment like where oh, she's, she's surprises like realizing he- it's becoming more real that she's getting married right but that's when oh yeah they she, said the two weeks yeah like, she's because she says i've never i it's the first time i've seen this and and that's when martin says get get used to it that's you in a couple of weeks so that's that means like we've got a couple of weeks before they get married so we hear about Fraser's really mad yeah about the thing and niles is like well if this are you really so vain that you just can't isn't it just honor not to be up on the wall right because he wanted so badly to be on this wall he's always wanted to be on it so it's like yay you did it not boo it's it's a caricature you're supposed to expect that kind of stuff oh and this is when we have the thing about martin talking about you know if they drew me like they would draw like a cane mm-hmm. and like if they drew, oh this okay we hear the thing about niles like saying that fraser is vain so then we hear that thing about niles getting that 250 dollar haircut uh-huh and Which, so Martin makes that comment basically like, oh, yeah, if they drew Niles, they would draw like a, a a barber giving a sucker a haircut. Right, right. The thing is, like, if you want to spend that much on a haircut and you've got the money, like, whatever. Who can- He's dating a plastic surgeon who her whole thing seems to be entirely on just like, all, like getting paid way more than $250 to alter the, the looks of rich people. Like, so the $250 for a haircut seems almost like nothing considering that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like, and like, and then Daphne tries to talk about how people, everyone has things they don't like about themselves. Right. And Daphne talks about how she wishes like her eyes were a different color and they're just so boring. And then mm-hmm. Niles says that nice thing about how like warm and inviting and friendly her eyes are. And then, yeah. and then Daphne says the same thing and then it, gets really nervous and is like, 
I have to go buy your cereal now. Yeah, um, yeah. You're all out of oat bran. You you can't. You gotta get rid of that cholesterol. Bye. Gotta go. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. She's worried. She's gonna come in and find Fraser just dead with a dog gnawing his foot off, and <laughs> she's like. It really happened. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Like I'm not making that up. It really happened. Like I, I love it. Mostly because she says cheerio at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like I, I do. Clearly, this. I, I really like this moment because it's clearly just her deciding. Like I need to pick a thing. Like I need to do something that allows me to not be sitting on this sofa anymore and saying this thing. Because the thing is, like, when she says he has beautiful eyes, it's like. It is this sort of really, it's it's really sort of like touching and intimate in a way that like you haven't seen before now. And I can, I get why she would just sort of be like, oh, I have to escape this moment right, right now for, oh, Bran, sure, that's the thing I came up with. Because she's like spinning around trying to figure out where she's going, all this stuff. Like, no, I get it. I get, I'm, I'm there with you, Daphne, just being like. I have to leave now immediately. I didn't mean to say the thing. Gotta go. Gotta go. That's what having anxiety is like. <laughs> Everything uh-huh. you say uh-huh. makes you feel that you have to leave the room immediately. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then five days later, you still have that same feeling. <laughs> uh huh. Where you're going over every detail. Mm hmm. Of what happened. Yeah. And you're still, you're not even in the room or living the moment anymore. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, or living in that state anymore. You've moved. You've like, moved I on. Gonna, well, I, I mean, you haven't moved on, but yeah. you you had to move yeah. on. Yeah. But you, you took the McElroy advice. You packed up. You packed your bags and moved away. Like, that's the only way to solve it. Gotta go. We no, got- I mean, that's actually, like, I'm making fun of that. But as somebody that has, like, an anxiety disorder... It's very annoying. Uh-huh. <laughs> if I could just not do that, I would love that. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes I cannot do that, and it seems like so dumb, like such a mm-hmm. little thing to not be obsessing over something like that. Mm-hmm. And then it's not, it just ha- it just my brain is so good at that. <laughs> mm-hmm. just going over those really dumb events, like when I ordered like a sandwich and I paused a little too long <laughs> like oh man the p pe- i can never go to that place again i paused a little too long it's like i can't even order a different drink at the bar like i had to like rehearse the drink that i want and i'm like i don't know the other drink so i'll just they know my order they just give me what they i'm like yep i don't uh-huh. need to ever have another drink here uh-huh like ever i know someone who also has like some pretty bad anxiety especially about talking on the phone but she also like doesn't speak english as a first language and her boyfriend also has even worse phone anxiety and tried to once just order some takeout soup from the restaurant and when they asked what a restaurant and when they asked what size she wanted she wasn't sure what to say because she couldn't she didn't she hadn't decided that ahead of time because she had it all planned out and then she was just like the biggest size you have uh, not realizing that that was, like, a party size thing for, like, a ton of people. So she got in there, and they charged her a bunch of money for this big, like, bucket of soup. Oh, no! And she was just like, okay, and just paid it and walked out rather than say, like, oh, I did not mean that much soup. Oh, my God. Do you know how great it is to... Be at a place where they messed up your order, and you and you say to your friend like, "Oh, they messed up my order," but 
as a person, you know, like, I'm never going to bring this up. Uh-huh. I'll just go to my grave angry at this <laughs> restaurant. Uh-huh. But your friend is just like, oh, yeah, this person's supposed to, there's supposed to be something here. I'm like, thank you so much for saying the thing that I could never, in a million, it's not uh-huh. even that big of a deal. Yeah. yeah. It's so nice. Like, yeah. if you, if you can be the per- that person to your friends, like, if they want that, mm-hmm. obviously, right. it is very welcome. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I like, get it as some you know it's like sometimes i cannot order at a place because it just stresses me out so mm-hmm. if you can be the friend that like orders for your friend that uh-huh. it really helps because the next time they're there by themselves i bet they can order by themselves yeah yeah i agree it's like, it, oh anyway sorry by the way, sorry, by the way sorry. no i though i do want to say just r- real quick in case it isn't clear because we were saying a lot of like kind of exaggerated stuff about the anxiety things mm-hmm. that story i just told is true about the like giant party size bucket that's not an exaggeration they ended up with a giant party size bucket made for way way too many people and just said okay and bought it that really happened that's kind of an amazing story <laughs> it's sad and, yeah but yeah. it's also kind of funny right exactly like she was laughing about it when she told me just like yeah i now i know what to order next time but i didn't realize that was a size that was an option so now well, i you know you also think that they would confirm it sure yeah yeah i think they did that's the thing they did and she didn't fully understand what they were saying and yeah. so she just signed, kind of said yeah okay that that's what i meant rather than like clarify and like she speaks like she speaks english very well mm-hmm. um but there are a few moments where she misses little bits and she just kind of said rather than continue the conversation on the phone just said yeah that's the thing i meant Mm -hmm. yep i mean i got flustered when i walked into a place and i'm looking at the menu and i'm like they don't have what i want i cannot decide what i want (laughs) and the person just looks at me like do you need help and he just waved my hand at them and walked out and I was just like, that's the rudest thing I've ever done but i one was very hungry Uh and it was not thinking properly Mm -hmm. and i was just like one, I don't know how to order at this restaurant. And I didn't realize I was an ordering person. I could have been like, hey, do you make the sandwich? Mm-hmm. I was just not prepared. I was just like, what's happening here? I'm so yeah. scared. I need to leave. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, person. I was rude, too. I feel very bad about it. See, I'm so worried about that. Was like, yeah. That's two months ago that yep. happened. Have you been back to that restaurant? I've been inside. And I was like, is that person working here now? <laughs> mm-hmm. But now I know how to order now. So it's okay. Yeah. Talking about ordering, uh, they had to check for the reservations at the at the something. Coca shows. Oh, at the something. Oh, I see. I thought you were saying something. That's uh, you were doing a callback, and I thought you just didn't remember what it was called. And mm. uh, no, it was a good callback. It was good. So they're doing it, but Fraser. So Niles is basically like had brought up. Oh, you could ask them to redraw it essentially, but you yeah. can't do that. Right, would right. Just be so rude. Right, right. You obviously can't do that, and which immediately he's like. Frazier, it's like a light uh, yeah, bulb I'm over his head, that. goes to the phone, mm-hmm. makes a reservation at Stefano's, which is just so rude on so many levels because Niles yeah. doesn't want to go to this restaurant. Right. He absolutely cannot enter this place. And no, the, the interesting thing here is that, like, uh, kind of this jumping to what ends up happening at the end of the episode, but this is kind of important. Martin, in this moment, mm-hmm. identifies the whole issue. Mm-hmm. And if Frazier paused for for like a second and listened to what Martin was saying, 
he solves the entire thing and comes up with like what and because what he says like when he says like what are you going to do ask him to redraw it obviously and like fraser that's the last thing fraser hears before Mm -hmm. he goes to the phone but he's like i don't get it like you you know you get this bad news from the doctor you take it in stride like it's no big deal but Mm -hmm. you get like one kind of bad picture and like and fraser like cuts him off because he's on the phone now and that's when he does a reservation or whatever but it's like that's the whole issue like and we're gonna find out that that's the whole issue but he it's halfway through the episode martin solves it and it's thrown away like it's nothing mm-hmm. but because because they are going to stefano's yep and that's now where we at, are now we're at stefano's uh-huh. so he lies to get niles in here yeah like they're just gonna like get, take take a little look little, little look and just so we can see the picture from a distance until Niles finds out that there's a reservation. Okay, I'm sorry. I get why Niles is scared of Stefano. Stefano is like yelling at people. Yeah. This is Frazier I'm, thinks it's his. This is why he has a fear of authority figures. Uh huh. Well, no, he's, he's got a fear of loud jerks, which is yeah. what Stefano is. Like Stefano's a loud jerk, and it's funny because I'll, you hear about this like in restaurant culture a lot, where there's uh-huh. like some loud jerk that works there. Yeah. And they're the owner of the restaurant or something. And they're right. like, ah, it has personality. And I'm like, no, they're just a jerk. And I won't, go. I don't want to go to the restaurant. Right, right. That's a, that's the sort of interesting thing that like, I, I think that's why, that's part of the reason you end up with not seeing a lot of um, female head chefs is actually because there's that culture of people expecting you to just be a loud jerk. And that's how you become the head chef. And like a lot of female chefs don't do that. And it's like, Hey, maybe just they're just great chefs, and you should respect that, and not expect them to just be loud jerks because that well, doesn't I actually think that's help. Like kind of addressed on Friends a little bit because she she needs to like make people feel bad, and so uh-huh. like I think Joey's a waiter there, so she screams at Joey because she's okay with that, and he's uh-huh. an actor, right? Yeah, but I I mean that culture might be changing now too. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I feel like it is, but that's definitely a thing that I've like seen talked about by like chefs that are like kind of famous chefs and things talking about like and like women that did make it talking about how hard it is where if like you can't do that then people just don't like listen to you or whatever that's kind of I lame. think this is interesting so they end up at the table right next to Fraser's like drawing right and I love that he calls it Fraser cranium uh-huh, uh-huh. that's very good yeah also Stefano no like kind of recognizes niles as his brother because he's got the family forehead it's terrible that is terrible especially because we know the resemblance is in the calves <laughs> right they right. both got they've all got those muscular calves that's where all the family resemblance really comes from niles desperately doesn't want him to do to talk to stefano like don't like, like don't do it you're gonna don't. like make him so angry yeah. and he goes no it's okay i'll do it with some tact He's not going to deal with that. Like, okay, well, I don't like Stefano's response to him, which is, yeah. oh, this is not good enough for you and this. Yeah. And I'm like, this is like a weird, that's like kind of weird, abusive way to yeah. talk to someone. Like you're like being guilt guilting somebody. Yeah. Though, to be fair, there's a couple of reasons why I kind of get it. One of them is that it was Frazier's idea in the first place. Oh, for, yeah, yeah. For him to get on this wall. So now he's on there and he's like, but it's maybe the forehead's a little big. It's like, yeah, you got a giant forehead, man. Like it's okay. You just do. That's that's your look. You're, Not it's a caricature. This big. It's a caricature. That's Everyone what you do. Everyone else's caricatures look way better. 
in this place. Not do that they? I know who anyone is. That's the is. thing. You'd have to know who they're, like, supposed to look like. No one else has a giant schnoz or whatever. I guess. But basically, he really agrees to get... Really big eyebrows. That would be mine. Just huge eyebrows. <laughs> so he agrees to get it changed, and we, we end up seeing them just, like... He, I guess the artist is there. We find out the artist was already there, so they're just, they've just been eating and eating while Stefano just, like, hands them more and more food that Fraser's gonna pay for. Don't, like, don't offend him. You know, you gotta eat all that lasagna. And, like, it's weird. Niles just listed, like, three or four other things that yeah. I... I, could not, I couldn't even <laughs> eat just one of those things. That's just so much food. Uh-huh. The funny thing is, the first thing he brings out is like the antipasto, which is, I think, before any of these other things that he's listed, which means there was actually food before all this food. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just, it's so much. And like, I remember we watched that, um, that, that documentary, uh, Jiro Dreams of Sushi. And in that, you're just getting like a bunch of like individual pieces of sushi that aren't very big and even that it's tough for a lot of people to get through all 10 pieces of that this it seems like way more food and if the thing is like you're gonna offend the chef by not eating or offend the owner by not eating all of it i could not i eat a lot i don't think i could eat all of the things that he listed in this Mm. it is so much half the time i can't even eat an entire ice cream cone (laughs) that is true that's true just like get to the cone part and i'm like I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember going to a pizza place with a friend and we split like a pizza. My And I got like ate half and I'm like, I'm good. My friend's like, no, you gotta keep eating. Oh, man. I was just like, I'm gonna blow up now. I'm gonna die. I'm so unhappy. I had to be like rolled home like <laughs> Violet Beauregard and Willy Wonka. They're just gonna <laughs> juice me because... <laughs> Mm-hmm. So feel so huge. From yeah. eat- I cannot eat that much food. Like I can eat that much food in a day. I just cannot mm-hmm. eat it at right. one time. Right, right. That made me really, really want pizza. <laughs> I was talking about it, even uh-huh. though I was talking about it like it was Being too much. Too pizza. much. Yeah. So let me get Kenny showing up. Kenny is. I've the realized. Worst. I've realized. <laughs> yeah, but like I've realized, Kenny is your most annoying coworker. Like, every single person that has ever worked in an office, their most annoying coworker like is not, Kenny. Yeah, it's not like they're mean. Right. Or like, not the mean coworker. The annoying, just like, they think they're funny. There's, like, every office has the one guy that thinks he's hilarious, and he's not. But he mostly is just saying the same jokes that every, like, like bad joke, like, person that's bad at telling jokes has ever told they mm-hmm. all do the same jokes, and I it's mean, that which guy. Can be funny in sometimes, but it's sure. just like, okay, yeah, they'll just let anyone in here, right? <laughs> like you, Kenny. Yeah, like between Fraser and Kenny, Kenny's the one that, like, if there was like a, a restriction in terms of like your place in society, Kenny's the one that doesn't get into this. I place. mean, that, I mean, which is kind of like mean, but also like he's like, are you here celebrating your ratings? Ha ha ha. Yeah, definitely not. Hey, kidding. Got a kid. Got to laugh or you cry. Yep. Like, man, don't. Just none of this. I hate all of this. Also, I better save room for dessert because Stefano, like, made a, like, cursed out an 80-year-old grand, his 80-year-old mother, his 80-year-old yeah. grandmother? Mother. His mother. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And 
Okay, there's a line in this that I made me uncomfortable because he says, uh, like, he says he called her a scoonjaboonja or something, and I was like, is that, like, based on a real insult? Like, is that be- Yeah, I'm sure it is. I tried real hard to find one. I can't find any Italian words anywhere that seem anything even close to this, and so... I feel like it's just one of those, like, haha, let's just put a couple of foreign Italian syllables together and... Well, I mean, it obviously doesn't sound Italian at all. So right. he's just remembering, rant. he's like, it sounded like this, but it, you know, really was not that at all. Right. Which makes me kind of uncomfortable because it, they, that's, that's the kind of thing that, I don't know. There are a lot of reasons why I'm uncomfortable with this line that, I mean, we don't have to go into a ton of it, but it just seems like I didn't like this line is all like there are other like not just because it's Kenny being annoying. It's like I don't it, it's sort of like just don't like Stefano. Like who would like curse out the like, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Old, like why would you he, curse out your own patrons that are paying to be there because they can't just box up that cake to go. <laughs> right, right. Like, that's ridiculous. The cake isn't as good the next day. You gotta eat it right then. That is so not true. <laughs> the thing is, also, you could just take it to go and then eat it later that night. Like, when you, you've settled a little bit. Digested some. Yeah. No. Stefano's a jerk. Stefano's absolutely, like, <laughs> a jerk. Okay, so this is when we have the new... Oh, we see the new portrait, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And, and they bring out some steak. Yeah. Because, like, you need some steaks after everybody's already stuffed with food. So, I love that Frazier's just ecstatic for this picture. Uh Uh-huh. And Niles is just like, that looks nothing like you. Uh That really looks nothing like Uh you. I'm curious, do you think it looked like him? Mm, I can see where it kind of looked like him, but the little hair, wavy hair. That's interesting. Because I was looking at this picture and I was thinking, I almost feel like Diana's going to think this looked just like him. Do you know why? No. They got the nose right. I was thinking how the <laughs> nose was right. I did like, think that. You, I, Because you identify people's faces based on nose shape more than anyone else I've ever heard I of. I love noses. And they, like, it's slightly exaggerated, but they definitely get the nose shape right in this. So I was thinking, like, Diana would think this looks like Frazier. I I think it looks like I think it, it looks, looks as like much him, like him as you expect from a caricature. But the other one definitely looks more like him. Just him with a giant forehead. Yeah, yeah. I guess I just don't have a problem with this. But Niles thinks it's like nothing like him. And but Kenny, I love that he can't. He's like, don't say anything. Yeah, yeah. My, you know, like my girlfriend's a plastic surgeon can get you to look like this uh-huh. picture, and six surgeries or less. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Kenny just assumes it's definitely James Garner, which like I don't even know who James Garner <laughs> is. Um, ugh. he's an actor that's also in a billion things. He's in as many things as like Rob Loja is basically. Okay, uh, but I can only think of like cowboy matter. stuff. You would think I would know that. <laughs> yeah. So Stefano comes back, pushes into the tiny little corner seat to basically yeah. be like. I know who you are, Niles, and I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, Where yeah. do I know you from? And then Fraser's just like, uh, see ya, I'll be back. Yeah, I got to do a thing real quick. So then he goes to, goes to Roz's apartment, <laughs> and Roz is ecstatic yeah. that he's there, like, sincerely, oh, I knew you would come, announces. Because you, you knew how important it would be to me. This makes you really upset because he's not there for 
Ross. No, he's there because he's selfish jerk. Yeah, like there are moments where I I I don't I'm not ov- overtly upset with Fraser as just being as a person, but right now I am because of the fact that Roz is so touched that he would understand. I, know. I really love Roz in the scene, mm-hmm. and I love that she's like, "Do you want Jello, Lunchables, Pokemon Punch? Mm-hmm. Was that a real thing? Is Pokemon Punch a real so, thing?" I'm not sure because if you look up pokemon punch what you're going to find is fighting techniques sweet (laughs) because you know pokemon have their own fighting techniques and some of them punch yep the fighter one right so that was the thing like that's what i ended up finding i don't think pokemon punch was a thing but then again i wouldn't be surprised because like you know you can go to the store now and get like like a lot of grocery stores now, they they've got in in the fruit juice section, they've got that those juices that are all just uh, Sesame Street characters on them. But it's just like different fruit juices that also have Sesame Street Sesame Street characters. There's no connection whatsoever. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was a, you could get no. But juice. how spooky would it be if that juice was from Big Bird? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember back when I was like 21, my, a friend of mine and I getting like the the Bert and Ernie juice and just some vodka and just being like we wanted to just be like two drunk roommates because we, that was the idea that it was just so much it was there was Bert and Ernie juice that we were drinking with the vodka we found very oh, funny oh like oh like because they're roommates yeah yeah we weren't you guys roommates, roommates. we weren't actually but it was just like the idea of it of it just being like the fact that it was Bert and Ernie juice, there was that was literally the only reason we wanted to mix it with the vodka. It was because yeah, it, getting some juicy juice and then <laughs> yeah. yeah, mixing that with vodka. I, yeah, I, I do like that. Mm-hmm. So Fraser's like, "Go make me some coffee, and I'm gonna steal Alice, but also I'm gonna cut the line to the like character guy." Yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> makes me so upset. I know. And also the like, little girl was just like, "Oh, you're done," and then he's like, "She's like, I don't have any eyes." <laughs> Okay, little orphan Annie has no eyes. Like, do you not know what the the cartoon little orphan Annie looks like? Okay, I gotta look this up, especially so we can have on like on record your 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 reaction to it. I'm surprised you've never seen. Isn't that it's not the same as like Annie? Yeah. So little orphan Annie was like a comic, like a like a paper, newspaper comic that then became a radio show, which you should know from A Christmas Story. Crummy and or whatever. Uh-huh. Which then became the Broadway show, which then became the movie. Well, there was also a movie, another movie. Yes, but I mean, I'm saying like, so that's where all of that came. Originally, it was... Uh, it was this cartoon, so yeah. So look at this uh, soulless demon. Oh. Yeah. I thought they meant that they were blind. No, she just has no eyes. She's just got empty. She has pup- she's got pupils. She's got empty holes where there should be eyes. So she's like Coraline. <laughs> no buttons. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. She's got like a pearl buttons sewn in for eyes. So that sounds nice. <laughs> but yeah, so he basically just cuts everybody in line, sits down and is like, draw me manly, go easy on the forehead and leave out the kid. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. So then he skedaddles from the party after right. Roz went to go make coffee. Right. Just also, I gotta say, 
where does Rosalind like? This is one of, another one of those things like, how big is Seattle? In forty minutes, he's able able to leave the restaurant, get to the party, get multiple caricatures drawn, and then get back to the restaurant from like in and it and it literally takes only forty minutes, which seems like a short yeah. amount of time if you're not Niles sitting there getting berated by Stefano, who's trying to figure out who you are. So yeah, now we're on face on off on. Yeah. Dot dot dot. Yeah, on slash off slash on. Yes. Face on. No. Anyway. <laughs> Not doing it. Not doing oh. it. Oh. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Stefano had all these ideas. I really like this. Like, he had so many ideas of, like, how he might have known Niles. He's just trying so hard to figure it out. Like, was he in Panama? Did he sell him his first Lincoln? Was he ever at the dog track? Like, it's got to, like, no, he, does, does he, he have, have a box, box at yeah. the dog track? Yeah. And I, I, I'm sure that kind of might have offended yeah. Niles. I, I, but I love that Fraser just is so easily said, why didn't you just say yes? And he goes, oh, that yeah. would have been a good idea. <laughs> right. Could have just done that. Right, right. There's so many options. He could have just been like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was in Panama, that one. Yeah, that's probably the thing. It's like, did he? Did I sell him his first Lincoln was the thing I found really amusing because how old would Niles have been when Stefano bought his first Lincoln? Maybe it was recently. We don't know what... Maybe, he didn't true. say he, my first car. He said first Lincoln. I guess. I guess. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I also love... Okay, so he has all these sketches mm-hmm. and I just love these like, well, which one do you think is best? You know, like he has an elaborate plan. They're mm-hmm. going to knock it down. It's going to tear. Right. His plan... Okay, there's one sing- single basic problem with Fraser's plan that I have, which is if his plan is to accidentally knock down the picture... And then feel so bad that he gets it redone and brings a new one tomorrow. Why does he bring, bring them the in the sketches. restaurant? Yeah. There's no reason to bring them in. Just, you know, they drove there. Just pop it in the car. Deal with it later. But nope, he brings them in and it's his downfall. Because. Oh my God. Well, I love that his favorite is the one where he's playing soccer. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he, he, he likes the one. But like, this one's also nice. Like, yeah, I really like that that he took the time that's the thing he took the time to get three caricatures done including one where he's just playing some soccer yeah very fraser activity yeah yeah but i feel like that's the thing with like caricature artists where they'll just like just draw you doing a thing and it's like i i've never done that thing parasailing <laughs> right like a good caricature artist will usually like pokemon, find out what you pokemon like mom punch yeah exactly i think they'll usually find out what you like first and then draw that in but i think there are some like who will just be like ah you're 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 playing some golf it's like i never played golf in my life yeah you'll you'd love it you're you look like a golfer you look at you the little hat you know a plaid hat and your little pom-pom and pants the spiky shoes yeah, see, it's a good look for you. That's exactly, yeah, I can, wow, I can just see I, you. I never knew that this was your second job. <laughs> You're so good at it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look, I get a lot of tips on the boardwalk for my caricatures that I do, people doing stuff they've never done before. <laughs> but I get bigger tips like three years down the line when they come back to find me and they were like, you were right. See, you are a you fortune teller. You You're found like my so much like Fraser. I'm exactly like Fraser. Oh, this makes me so sad because Fraser's looking through these pictures. Mama's like, "What's that?" Yeah, well, we don't know that's mom. Yeah, just like this, this like, like old lady, just like like bent over, like kind of hunched over, not moving very fast, and it's like, "What are these? What are these pictures?" 
and she starts yelling for Stefano and Stefano finally says like look your 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 artist has lost his touch he's ripping you off he's a hack and she's so sad she's getting so upset and crying and upset she's like crying at another table that has people at it isn't <laughs> yeah, she yeah 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 she's so upset before Fraser figures out She's the one drawing them. Anyway, they're banned at the restaurant now. They sure are. They okay. Sure are. And then he just leaves the portraits that... Yeah. I'm mad about that. That he leaves them behind? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No one wants them. Yeah. Make them at least. Hang them up. Hang yeah. them up at home. Yeah. Yeah. I know. No, I thought the same thing. Like, you cut some kid in line. You took another kid's picture. So she has to have one with no eyes. Like, all this stuff. So you could get these pictures and nothing's ever gonna he they're gonna end up in the given trash this person a huge tip he should uh, yeah. have like given them money i hope he did he should have yeah but also stefano thinks he knows thinks he knows where where he knows niles oh yeah yeah because like, like niles wants to run out too yeah, but yeah he he's stops. like kind of like shuffling his way out because i think he's had too much food and he's like not feeling great himself but yeah stefano's like he's figured it out it's bridgeport connecticut my car yeah. broke down. You yeah. saved, saved my ass. Yeah. I do like that Niles... So when Niles... All Stefano says is Bridgeport, Connecticut. And Niles goes, yes. That's... Yep. And I was waiting for Stefano to be like, you screwed me. Yeah. Like, yeah, me too. Like, I was waiting to find out, like, it was you. Like, for, like, the, the moment mm-hmm. where, like, he got really upset about the thing that happened yeah, in yeah. Bridgeport, Connecticut. And so I felt like that was kind of a missed opportunity there. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's fine. I think what what they ended up doing was also amusing, but I was really waiting for that to be like, because there are all these simple things you could have agreed to earlier. Mm-hmm. I really like the idea of him agreeing to something that was just like terrible. Like mm-hmm. it was you and just like, maybe we never even find out what it yeah, is. Yeah, I thought he like, was going to be like, he ripped him off somehow. Right. He, yeah. yeah. That's what I thought too. Yeah. But no, he helped him out. It's know. funny. Why don't I remember? It's like, I remember this episode. Like, obviously, I remember this portrait uh-huh. being done, but I never, ever remember these, like, little details uh-huh. of, like, actually what happened. Uh-huh. Even though I've seen this episode many times. Yeah. Because that is not the part that stands out to me. Right. But it, it now I watch it differently. So I feel yeah. like if when I do watch this, I'm going to remember that. Right. Bit better. Right. Weirdly, I watched this this morning, and forgot yes <laughs> that's what i'm saying i watched this this morning just without taking notes because like that's what i've started doing to like kind of get a better idea of what i actually need to write down when i do my notes and when watching it the, to do my notes i realized i had no recollection of stefano figuring out how he knew niles well, a casual viewing of the show is very different than like a viewing where you're right. like taking notes sure and, like looking at examining things a little differently sure but like this whole that whole bit That's i don't funny. remember happening it's really strange That's funny. yeah so now we're in Fraser's apartment mm-hmm. the whole entire crane family's band yeah not just because of the portrait thing but because that was part of it. That was part of it. But also, Stefano was so excited once he figured out who Niles was. He gave him a big old hug and shook him a little too vigorously. And Niles threw up in the lobster tank. Those poor, poor lobsters. Especially because, like, man, I think about that and I'm like, what do you got to do? You got to, like, take all the lobsters out and, like, put them somewhere so you can clean out the tank and replace all the water. I mean, they have to clean the tank. Right. But, like, that means... Like, Anyways, right? 
Well, yeah, but like, I, what I mean is there. There's the basic like skimmer cleaner mm-hmm. kind of things that they do, and then there's we need to do emergency clean it right now mm-hmm. because somebody threw up in it. Mm-hmm. Like, and like it makes you wonder: Can you still sell those lobsters in a yeah. restaurant? Yeah, I don't know. Like, because I mean. Obviously, they're not, you know, they're alive. They're not cooked. You could theoretically clean them off. But, like, health code-wise, health code-wise, I don't know. Like, can you sell lobsters when somebody throws up in the tank? I don't know. (laughs) That is a good question. Then again, like, somebody has to actually catch you doing it for you to get in any sort of trouble with it. Like, nobody's, who's going to know that those are the lobsters from the vomit tank? now everyone has a phone and they would just film it. So they could just be like, no, we got new lobsters. We got rid of them, and we had to yeah, get... Yeah, this is, like, Fred and Barbara and Tony and... Right, right. Um, Sam. Uh-huh. Only new lobsters. Yeah, definitely. We, they had different names and everything. Uh, that's how you know they're different. So, basically, Fraser's trying to figure out, like, what his whole issue is. Like, you know, why was I so obsessed with this? He got what he wanted. Why was it such a big deal? I love this moment for Martin. He's, re- like... He, he's just like, I know. I know what it is. Your life felt out of control. Your health is out of control. You lost, you, know, you, you lost a relationship. Your show's not doing great. You want to control of something. And I just really like the look that Frasier gives him and the look that he gets. Because the, the look of like shock that Frasier gets that he's like so obviously right and the smug look he gets about being so right about this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just really like both of these, like, looks. Yeah, I, yeah, I like it, too. Yeah. Well, I like the idea of, like, he's like, well, where did you learn that? And he's like, uh-huh. I listened to the radio. Yeah. I, yeah, I found that really touching. Yeah, I like, thought that was really sweet. Because, like, we, a lot of times when you hear Martin talking about Fraser's radio show, it's like he doesn't listen, really, to it. Like, you know, he listens to KCL, but... Not when Frasier's on the air, unless something funny is happening well, to he Frasier. Used to listen to Bulldog Show, but that's right. no longer there. But I would imagine that they probably have a different sports person. You would think. I would imagine. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. But because the thing is, it's not like they when when Frasier was off the air for the week, they replaced him with another radio psychologist. They, they just they put car talk on. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Like they just put shows on who knows if they replaced him with another sports guy so we haven't met another sports guy so who knows but i just thought it was it was sweet because like it seems like he actually is paying attention to fraser i liked him a lot yeah i like this too and this is when daphne comes home about mm-hmm. eight hours later yeah weren't they worried well i think they were sort of distracted they didn't know they probably didn't assume that she was still out looking for it's gotta be like eight or nine o'clock at night yeah. at this point yeah cause she just goes to bed after at the end yeah, of the so seat. maybe like even later than that like yeah. 10 11 and then she goes oh yeah they don't make this oprah in cereal they don't have it they don't have it in any store mm-hmm. in washington anymore anyway so i, I drove to portland to get <laughs> uh-huh. you this oprah one box of it one box she bought one box is the thing like if you're actually going to do this, you're going to buy all of the Oprah in Portland. Like, you're not going to go there and buy a single box. Oh, so why drive? I don't know how close that is to Seattle. It's like a four-hour drive. Like three and okay, a half to so four why, hours. Okay, so you would just drive into Oregon. Yeah. Oregon. 
Yeah. And and yeah, then, I don't think Portland's on like the northern border. Yeah, so, like and yeah. just find the closest grocery store you can find. Yeah. Go there, get the oat bread, yeah. and then drive home. It's almost like she's not being very rational. I want to know what that's like. I'm the most rational person out there. It's like there's maybe something else going on. I wonder what it could be. <laughs> yeah, like, and also there's this sort of weird moment where, like, she, like, in the middle of all of this, just, like, starts saying, telling Martin he could get off his, like, big round duff and, and like, go do some stuff, too. It's like, well, one. What stuff? Like, rationally drive all the way to, like, Portland? Yeah, like, not really great exercise to do road, an eight-hour drive to road Portland. Road warrior? They road right. warriored. Right. It's like the, an eight-hour drive to Portland is not really going to help with the roundness of your duff. If that's what, like, if if you're it's trying to get squat, to, an eight-hour squat. Uh huh. That's true. I, oh, if you like, maybe you're like take the seat out and you got to like hold yourself in the like sitting position. You are going to like, especially because you still got to work the pedals. You got to you work the pedals, so you're only like squatting on your left leg. No, Eddie can do that. Eddie can do that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he's great at the pedals. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now we have... It really has gone full circle at this end scene. Uh-huh. With Fraser stealing Daphne's breakfast. Yeah. Which seems like such a Martin thing to it do. It does seem like that. Even it's as... It's just like... Fraser's like, also like, I'm gonna feed the... D- Feed the dog. You should give him some of your breakfast. Yeah. So then she turns her head so he can steal breakfast. And yeah. it's like. That does seem very much like a Martin totally thing. This is totally what. Remember when she was making that weird prune shake or yeah, whatever? Yeah. And he, and he was like. Distracting her so he could put donuts, donuts in it. In it. This and is, beer. This is very much and very much Martin's child. Yeah. Which is funny because the whole thing about this is him he repeatedly saying he and Martin are not the same. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this actually... That I actually, definitely feel like this is a callback. This is funny without that, but yeah. I feel like it has to be a callback. Actually, I agree. I hadn't thought of that, but I agree. I think I think that is totally what this is supposed to be. Like, be doing a... He's doing a Martin thing mm-hmm. while talking about the fact that he's not Martin. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Um, okay, anything else you wanted to say on this? No. All right, cool. So, drinks in this episode, there was some sherry, some Pokemon punch, some coffee, and some Valentine. There were no callers because they never went into the studio. Because so. those low ratings. Um, what's that? Because of those low ratings. Oh, I thought you were like, and now let's give, a, give this the low ratings. I was like, well, it is the ratings time. I mean. Okay, uh, so what's your rating? Um... I'm not sure because there are moments that I really like in this, but also moments that made me kind of annoyed. So I'm, I'm having trouble deciding on a rating on okay, this. Okay, well I have a rating that I'm sticking with. I just gave it a three O brands. Three O brands. Okay. Well, I was gonna say three fugitives from Easter Island. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But then I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. Why? I don't know. I don't really it's know just, about Easter Island. It's just the statues. I know who made the statues. People on Easter Island. Yeah. Okay, so I think I was going to give this about, like, 3.5 out of 5 uh, Giorgio from Sicily's. Yeah, and that's compared to John Sherman's current rating, which is 3.825. Dropping it a little bit. This, uh, it's this weird episode. because you, you're you giving it a higher rating than my rating, but you're yeah. like, I like this, but I didn't like some parts. I'm saying there are parts of it that annoyed me, and, like, 
it makes me upset that we're going back. I, I feel like there was uh, Frazier was becoming more sympathetic in recent episodes, and this is not a very sympathetic Frazier. Mm-hmm. And but I do like the Niles in here where he's like yeah. calling him out. You're so vain. We got Martin. So it's like usually when Frazier isn't sympathetic, mm-hmm. Niles has been. Yeah, and Martin has been. True. That is true. Um, so there's usually like a balance in that, and I like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I'm I'm saying three point five is still a good. Like mm-hmm. it's still pretty good. It's just not great. Um, like it's it's an entertaining episode with moments that made me annoyed. And so yeah, it's three point five. So and then that brings us to the section of the episode called "We're Listening," where we respond to the messages you send us primarily on Twitter at Fraser Podcast or. Uh, you can email us at fraserpod at gmail.com. And we got a tweet from Sean Holland mm-hmm. uh, responding to last week when we were talking about Stedman. Um, mm-hmm. And I, we didn't really, I, could, I wasn't really sure what Stedman's relationship was to Oprah exactly. Oh. So he just said, Stedman is indeed long, uh, Oprah's longtime boyfriend. They have never gotten married, but have dated for 20 plus years. That's a long time. That is a long time. Uh, but okay, that's good to know. Like, I almost never really watched Oprah. So, like, I was aware of Stedman as sort of in, like, vague pop culture references to him, but not... I mean, I feel like Oprah has almost just become a pop culture reference. Like, I don't even know how relevant Oprah still is now. Well, I think she's got her own TV channel. Like, she's still doing, like... You kind of forget how famous certain people are. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, someone else I followed on Instagram had... was showing these, like, pictures of guitar pedals and i mm-hmm. noticed like it's ryan adams guitar pedal uh-huh. and in my head i'm like ryan adams is such a like who knows that person because <laughs> right. right. most people i know don't know who that is right he's that guy that was in that gap commercial that one time yeah <laughs> like but he's saying he's saying with Alan john and like he was name dropped in like rolling stone all the time mm-hmm. and but it's actually pretty big I was just on the voice right it's just like what Why? yeah yeah How? Yeah, but there was definitely, like, I remember a time... He, he, he writes goofy blog <laughs> thing. Like, I just... It's so weird. He, like, Instagrams his cats and just, like, is so weird. And I, I to me, he's never lost... He doesn't... He seems, like, so much more accessible than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And he seems, like, so human, like, right. in that way. Where you see, like, vulnerability. Like, where a lot of artists don't have that it's just like oh here's my glamour shot like mm-hmm. it's just a very different way that he interacts anyways so i just forget right right and 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 basically oprah's at a much bigger yes. level way but, huge 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 but huge. like that's the thing she's famous enough that her boyfriend becomes a pop culture reference even if nobody no even if you don't know anything else about who he is and that was my thing it's like i don't know anything about Stedman, but I still know who he is because he's Oprah's boyfriend. And, like, that's literally the only thing I know, and I didn't even entirely know that. That's how people know you, Dave. For being Oprah's boyfriend? No. For being my my boyfriend. I mean, yeah, that's true. I'm definitely far more well-known from the fact that, like, I'm with you than if I wasn't. I know, because I'm a big, 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 huge star. Huge star, huge star. I mean, I'm saying... Anything that actually makes me known in any way. That was the Empire Records reference. I know. Anything that actually makes me known in any way only exists because I'm doing it with you. Well, I mean, 
both of us are better yeah for we're each of we're us. both only known because we're with the other one yeah mm-hmm i agree and with that uh-huh delete <laughs> nah with that this has been episode 721 the three faces of fraser and this is tgif arcade wishing you all good mental health Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs is a production of TGIF Arcade. For more info about the show, find us at Fraser Podcast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. You can also write to us at FraserPod at gmail.com. Diana is at Sweet Lime on Twitter, and I'm Slow Motion Walter just about everywhere on the internet. If you like the show and want to help us do more, you could consider making a small monthly donation at patreon.com slash TGIF Arcade. Thanks for listening. Good night, Seattle! We love you! And then it's like the owl with the Tootsie Pop, and he's like, one! Two, three, crunch. Three. Oh, poor, poor Fraser's cranium. <laughs>